What's up, everybody? Do you sometimes have a still small voice within you telling you to do something and you go against that voice and then afterwards you are kicking yourself? Well, that's happened to me a time or two in life. Yeah. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to use intuition. Welcome to the Existential Stoic Podcast. I'm Randy. That's Danny. What's going on, Danny? What's up, Randy? Danny, have you ever had an experience where you knew what to do? You went against what you knew what to do and then you were kicking yourself afterwards? Oh, yeah, dude, all the time. And I think I've had both experiences. I think I've also had the experience of where, like, I knew what to do and I did it. Like, I feel like, like, I feel like, you know, I actually feel like in, when I originally in undergrad, I kind of found philosophy that way. Like, that was kind of very, like, my just my intuition. It had nothing to do with anything else. Clearly, it had nothing to do with, like, job market or anything afterwards. I wasn't thinking about that at all. <laughs> but, you know, it's also, I think it's also funny, too, because I think when you hear the word intuition, sometimes it's, it's, it's not always clear whether it's that voice inside your head or whether it's that like not voice, but like vague sense or just like gut feeling like, you know what I mean? I, I don't always know what it is, but I think it can be both. I just think it depends sometimes. Yeah. Doesn't make it hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's definitely a different, a bunch of different ways to feel it. Like I've felt it all where it is sometimes a small voice. Sometimes it's a gut feeling, uh, Sometimes you just know you need to do it. And yeah, so listening to it, we're going to be talking today about how yeah. to use your intuition. And uh, so I'm going to start first and we're each going to give a few different uh, quick fixes. And in the end, hopefully we'll all be able to listen to our intuition, maybe just a little bit better. So the first one I have is start trusting it. So a lot of people may think it's kind of woo woo. A lot of people may think, what are these voices doing in Mystic my head? Mystic nonsense. Yeah, I know, right? But <laughs> there was a long there was a long time that humans survived before science and even probably before religion humans survived. And we have these things going on in us that we can't explain, but sometimes they give us the answer. And you may be able to look back throughout your life and see times when this voice or this feeling was right. So Start trusting it. Give it the benefit of the doubt. Be like, okay, well, maybe it's right. Let's see what happens. And then start going along with it and see what happens. Maybe maybe it turns out it's wrong all the time. And if it's wrong all the time, well, you have your answer. <laughs> Whenever it comes up, do the exact opposite. But if you start finding that it is right, well, then maybe you would follow it a little bit more. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because like it is about trusting yourself, I think, in like a deep sense of like getting to trust you you're a core self you know because we all have those moments too where like this is what you reminded me of is like you know when you meet somebody you just think like something about them bothers you or something like you know you don't know what it is necessarily but you don't listen to that and then later you know something happens you know whatever and it turns out to be bad right that happens to everybody and i think you know it's like this gut feeling thing right it's like this like in this recognition like below our like conscious level sometimes that we just know maybe it's from our past or whatever right but we're able to read someone i think that's a great example of, you know where you need to trust yourself yeah now that we have science we call that cognitive dissonance but basically yeah. it's the same exact thing and yeah. i've come i've come to trust that so much where like if you pick up on something early on with someone and you know it's not going to work and yet you still try and make it work it's just going to come back and bite you yeah. in the end. and it always does too it really does it's funny but we are you know it's like I think that like, what is it like? Yeah, there's underlying like functions. We're good at telling, we're good at reading our environment. If we just allow ourselves to trust ourselves. We are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my first one, and this kind of goes really, I think, along with, with yours, it's learn to be more sensitive to your emotions um, and your feelings and you let them sort of guide your actions. 
as like in a sense like as a guide that's in coordination with your reason and with your rationality. So this is something we we, um, we actually found in Martha Beck, one of her books. She was talking about this where, you know, like a lot of times like we'll have an emotional response or we'll feel something like, so like, you know, you feel exhausted at work every day and, you know, or you feel exhausted when you're home or you don't want to go home. Well, maybe that's your body trying to tell you something about your relationship, about your home life, about your job, about what you're doing. It doesn't mean you have to stop it right now, but maybe it's a good it's a good guide that, hey, I should take a look at this. Something needs to change and I should listen to myself because otherwise I'm going to keep living like this and being exhausted and depressed. Right. Like we all get depressed. We all get anxious. We all get tired, worn out. And all those things can be indications that, you know, we need to change something in our lives. So I think starting to be more sensitive to that is a good way to start actually trusting ourselves and listening to ourselves in that way. Yeah, that's a great one. I've seen it called the emotional guidance system because it's something that we should use it as a guide. And it kind of goes yeah. hand in hand with the rational mind because they keep each other in check. So they're like, you yeah. don't want to be all rational <laughs> with no emotions and you don't want to be all emotions with no rational, but you use them both to kind of keep each other in check and that'll keep you headed in the right direction. So my second one is for how to use intuition is stop lying to yourself. So this one is kind of insidious because we all just have these little white lies where we lie to ourselves a little bit and then we lie to ourselves a little bit more. And before we know it, we are just like blatantly lying to ourselves. Like I'm sure many guys can relate to this, especially single guys. You're you're walking down the street. You see a beautiful girl. She like your heart stops and then you don't go talk to her. And like, why? What? what do you have to benefit by not going to talk to her? Yeah. She could completely reject you and tell you you're a piece of crap and whatever, but what do you have to, you're literally lying to yourself by not going to talk to her. So we do these types of things all the time. And then because we're so used to not listening to ourselves and kind of like rejecting any voices that come up, the quieter voices that come up or the quieter feelings, we just don't hear them. No, that's a really good one too. And I was thinking like, with your example, you could add to that, dude, like not asking for a raise when you deserve one. I mean, so many people are guilty that I know women are particularly guilty of that, at least from what I remember in studies where they, you know, they don't ask for the money they deserved. And that's part of the reason why they're also not getting paid as much because they, they don't think they're worth it. Right. And just, if you don't keep at, if you don't ask, you're not worth it. That's what happens. You start believing that. Right. Or not, you know, not speaking up when something's wrong in a situation, something like that, you know, not not living up to your values or even knowing your values. I think that's just lying to yourself. And we do it all the time. (laughs) Or even that thing like, I should say, like there, lying to yourself once again. So like there's another instance of uh, what you should do. Yeah, and I think it happens. I think it happens to all of us too. So often if we actually pay attention, we see how much we're lying to ourselves and then we can start kind of like hopefully correcting that and being more honest. It's a good one. Um, my second one is, I think, and this is crucial too. We've talked about this before as well, but like create time in your day, quiet time. Um, I would think here for like reflection meditation, but just in general, create quiet time. Like, you know, in the morning, I I like it in the morning and at night. Like if you can make like 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes a night, that's a good start. Maybe you expand on it. Maybe take a walk by yourself during the day, whatever, but give yourself that time to where like 
you're not working, you're not doing other stuff, and your brain has a chance to process things. Because I find like when it comes to my intuitions, you know, like you always heard whether like Einstein or something always said he has best ideas in the shower, right? It's like always when we're doing something like mundane every day, it's quiet, that our brain's running in the background, that we also often like get our best ideas, we you know, maybe understand or have an epiphany about a situation, but you need to let your brain kind of have that boredom to do that. And to not be tasked with something else. So I think, you know, giving yourself that time is crucial. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just, like they've done, uh, they've done the studies where you have different brain waves. And so like it's during those certain brain waves where you're able to, to process these things better. So making sure you make time for that. You know, weird about that. They think they said there's like six. Did you know, all six are active when we're asleep, I think they said, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. I always found anyway, it's nothing. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole other rabbit hole. We can go down the whole idea. That this is all is a dream, and yeah, now with artificial intelligence and with uh, oh my goodness, we're already in the matrix. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's it. we'll save that for another episode. Um, so, so my another last quick fix one: how to get out of the matrix. Sorry, I know, right? So my last one for how to use intuition is actually have a grounding practice in your life. So. Uh, there, I'm going to give a few examples of grounding practices, but the idea behind this is it just like, it, it almost centers you to where you get back into connection of you being part of the universe, as opposed to just like this person trying to achieve fame and money and all of these things. Like you, you actually get back on the line with the universe. So, uh, three practices that I know of that have worked really well for me for grounding. Uh, one is Wim Hof breathing. Uh, two is uh, dynamic meditation by Osho. And then third is just regular meditation. Um, and basically what happens, basically what happens with these is like, you literally get out of your thinking mind. And it's not like that's the goal of doing these. It's just you're doing something else doing these. And then before you realize it, your thinking mind's gone and you're just like there. And that being there gives you the ability to like really receive. And I don't know, maybe you're able to hear these things from the universe, or maybe you're able to just listen to yourself better. But whatever it is, like, when I'm doing those activities, I have these like, instant, like, uh, epiphanies. And those are times that it's really, uh, that it happens often. So that's why I recommend doing these grounding practices. It's like one of the hardest things to explain to until you it's even it's hard to explain in general, you have to do it and experience it. There's like, it's very hard to like, conceptualize or you know put into words with that because i know exactly what you're talking about and it's really weird and really neat and really rewarding and like it is like i know you're not supposed to have like a goal or purpose when you meditate but like i do look forward to that when that happens because it's 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 a really neat moment of like just being yeah like you said just being you in that moment with nothing else it's really interesting and you kind of get that sense of like why they were you know why the buddhists and why like a lot of the other you know philosophies and religions that practice meditation like really did focus on the destruction of the ego self is like false because it is it's this thing that's like constantly kind of getting in the way right and really ruining our ability to be who we truly are so yeah i think that's that's good i like that and i think i would add to that too those grounding practices can be also anything anything that you that can take you out of yourself for the moment take you out of that take you out of you know it can be like it can be mindful breathing while you're watching dishes it can be just a walk it can be you know yeah, it could sitting, be painting, anything. could be yeah. doing woodwork, anything, yeah. gardening. Yeah. Activities, yeah. yeah, activities like that are good too, where you kind of just lose yourself in it. You can kind of let your thinking go. Yeah, it's a good one. 
my last I my last one, we've kind of already mentioned it a bunch of times, but I'll mention it nonetheless throughout this one is um let ideas come when they come. And I think this is one way I think that we kind of we try to supersede our intuition and try and like we try and force a path by trying to think of the th- solution or trying to force the solution when in fact, you know, like I said, like a lot of times we have our best ideas when we're in the shower, when we're doing something else, when we're our minds, when we're meditating, when our minds not focus on the problem because it's still working through it in the background. And you get those answers that you're looking for, whether it's like to a relationship problem, social problem, or whether it's to a practical problem, you know, you find them, but you have to kind of let them come when they come and you have to be ready and listening when they come. And I think that is the trick, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's a that's a huge one because they'll come at any time. And like we mentioned, you know, there are some times when they might happen more often, like when you're in the shower or when you're doing your grounding practice. But even so, there's no guarantee of when they're going to come. I also would like to add to what you're saying. Make it a habit of writing them down. I was going to say, have a notebook on your pocket or a notebook app. Yeah, because I use them constantly. I have so many notes. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, because, you know, like ideas are great, but they're worthless if you lose them. And so many people, I know myself personally, I've had the experience of having a great idea and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll remember that later. And then later you're like, oh no, what happened? Like (laughs) you have to, you have to take that idea and literally like put it on paper, put it on some type of note app so that you can hold on to it. Cause otherwise it's just going to disappear. The weird thing is too, once you write it down, I rarely ever forget them. Like Mm -hmm. the act of putting it down, like somehow manifested in reality, I don't forget it again. But if I don't write it down, it's gone like the next day without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. Six quick fixes for how to use your intuition. We all have one and uh, it's only, it's, it's like a muscle. You get better through practice. And so you just have <laughs> to start using it. So hopefully you guys have gotten some uh, handy hints for how to use your intuition. This my friends is the existential stoic podcast, a quick fix. Uh, make sure to join us on YouTube on the podcasting services, like, share, subscribe. We will catch you in the next one. I'm Randy. That's Danny. I'll see you later, Danny. Later, Randy.